0: off the ball there seems to be more sympathy for argentina and support for argentina and a lot of that has to do with love for messi's last dance
1: subscribe now to the otb football podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the otb sports app
0: off the ball daily a double header here at crow park today the first of the semi-finals was saint thomas versus dunloy it was 114 to 13 points in the end it was Dunloy of Antrim who came out on top and go on to the All-Ireland
1: Final. A bit of a shock in that? Absolutely. During the week, they were being written off. Thomas's obviously had a big game against ballyhill Shamrocks last year in the semi-final, but lost you know, with a last-minute goal. And for them to come out today, so they thought, probably thought it was a game that they would look to get over and then look at the final, but Dunloy had other ideas.
0: Yeah, they were very deserving of their win. A lot of pace. They came out with a lot of belief here today. And some of those pinpoint passes were so impressive.
1: Really, really liked their distribution today. Keelan Malloy, the goal, which was an exceptional goal in the second half, was just one of, I suppose, the brilliant things that he did all day. His distribution, finding Conal Cunning inside full forward, caused lots of problems for St Thomas's. I don't think they were ready for the pace of that Dunloy attack.
0: You mentioned uh, Keelan Molloy what a goal I think it's probably going to be one of the goals of the championship if not it has to be up there for the goal of the championship he left two defenders chasing he'd known either side of him from Deloitte to you know lay it off he knew he had to go himself he would no catches left
1: so he just had to do something with it and wow he just hammered it home Super finish I think the lesson the in the press box here we're suggesting that a more cynical team wouldn't have allowed him to get towards goal and maybe Thomas will look back on this afterwards and say he shouldn't have been allowed to go so far with the ball because he travelled for a while and I know I was looking up going where's the support where's the support and he didn't need it in the end and a super finish he didn't allow himself to be hooked uh, outside of that as I said his distribution today the way he was able to pick out his inside line it was a standout point for me for Dunloy. And all those scores came from the
0: defence. They were very defensively solid today. I thought they, tactically, they got it right in Loi.
1: Very, very much so. But I also felt that Thomas's were a bit thrown by the late uh, withdrawal of Dara Burke. They also had Shane Cooney wasn't able to start. James Regan wasn't able to start. Connor Cooney started in midfield. He hurled every blade of grass. He was trying to do 15 jobs for St. Thomas's today. David Burke was sitting back in that sweeper role today. He wasn't as involved in the game as he normally would be. They just didn't seem to have the same cohesion as Dunloy did at all. And it felt like they weren't as focused as them and that showed on the pitch.
0: Yeah, I thought Conor Cooney was exceptional here today. As you said, he was probably doing a hell of a lot of the work in there.
1: But they really held on in the end, Deloy and they were well worth their win. They were. And look, an, an amazing score late on from Brendan Smith as well. After that purple patch from Dunloy where they got the goal and substitute Anton McGrag at the point... Thomases did come back at them and they hit four scores from Cooney and Mark Caulfield Mark Caulfield had some great long-range scores for Thomas as well today but crucially Nigel Elliott Conal Cunning and Brendan Smith finished it out for Dunloy like they shared the load today Um, Sean Elliott was exceptional as well hooking, blocking got in for the penalty chance as well there were so many aspects of Dunloy's play that was positive today I think they'll take huge confidence from today it'll be a massive ask though
0: it will be a massive ask, but they're well up for the challenge, I would see, from their display today. And you actually had mentioned the, the penalty, the missed penalty, 18
1: minutes gone for Dunloy.
0: You know, it could have been a different game. It could have. Now, again,
1: we're talking about Conor Cooney up one end of the field. He's back there trying to stop um, Sean Elliott from coming through. He genuinely was everywhere. He tried his heart out. But Thomas' today, nine, I think they hit 15 wides. Dunloy in the first half hit nine wides, so they could have been further ahead. You know, it was uh, all level at half time. so I think Dunloy, if they had lost this game, would have been incredibly disappointed with how many wides they had in the first half. From St. Thomas's point of view, 15 wides out in Croke Park on a day. Now, both sides struggled with the free-taking. So, it, you know, Conor Cooney had a number of wides from frees, that would be unusual for him. Like that, Dunloy struggled. Conal Cunning missed a couple of frees as well. I, I just think that the cohesion that was lacking in Thomas's Dunloy had it in spades.
0: There was a lot of wides here today. Definitely had a factor on the game. But there was a, a bit of a swirling wind as well. So that, that played to it as well. But Dunloy, I suppose, they've been here time and time again. But it was Schlockneil that stood in their way a lot of the times in Ulster. And I suppose they took a lot of confidence from beating them.
1: Yeah, and look. There was a lots of, I suppose, impressive performances from Dunloy today. What struck me was they were very organised in the way they moved the ball through the pitch. And even Nigel Elliott, um, wearing 12 for Dunloy today, he has some pace. Like He will, he could trouble uh, a Ballyhale half-back line. We'll talk about Ballyhale later, but I, I just feel that Dunloy will be better for having... Ballyhale in front of them rather than Ballygunner and it's probably to do with the fact that Ballyhale will suit them they have less pace than Ballygunner they have the same physique it, it could be actually a better matchup for Dunloy playing Ballyhale
0: Yeah, it's going to be an exceptional game, that's for sure. We'll move on to the, the second semi-final, Ballyhale Shamrocks versus Ballygunner. It was 116 to 16 points in the end. I'm not going to say a shock because you never write Ballyhale Shamrocks off, but I suppose coming into this game, maybe a lot of people did think that Ballygunner would have too much.
1: Well, that pace that I was talking about, we saw it in Ballygunner H- Bally today in the first half. They nearly flattered to deceive in the first half. Three great scores from Patrick Fitzgerald. They were causing... Ballyhale, lots of bother. Uh, Park He was getting on lots of ball. It looked like they were the more cohesive unit in that first half. But Adrian Mullen obviously had the two big goal chances. Stephen O'Keefe, what a day Stephen O'Keefe had in goal for uh, Ballygunner. Uh, an exceptional goalkeeping performance. In the end, Ballyhale had six goal chances. And only for Stephen O'Keefe, they could have been looking at a 4-16, you know, to 16 points. So I think my surprise is that the pace that Ballygunner evidently have they didn't utilise and Joey Holden had a massive game on Desi Hutchinson now Desi Hutchinson did score three points but in the second half it just felt like Ballyhale got to grips with the Ballygunner pace and that's was the makings of Ballyhale's win
0: yeah it definitely looked like that was an area they targeted you know, going out today, Killian Corcoran, I think he's only 18 years of age, you know, in there a cornerback, and he was matching up with the likes Patrick Fitzgerald in there, who maybe didn't get on a, as much ball as he normally does.
1: Well, Patrick Fitzgerald scored three points in the first half, and then Harry Ruddle was uh, obviously brought in in the last five minutes to obviously try and repeat the heroics of last year. It, it did just seem like it was a game of two halves for Valley Gunner because they were so focused and they were so organised in the first half, their distribution was excellent in the first half. And then in the second half they came out and they just couldn't deal with the physicality of bally Hale. you know those goal chances in the second half it was it was around 45 minutes that was the purple patch bally Hale went at bally gunner i think barry Collin, uh, philip mahoney and Shane O'Sullivan all ended up on yellow cards in the space of five minutes and um, philip mahoney obviously took down colin fenley he was on a yellow when he took him down the penalty was awarded he didn't get a second sanction, uh, potentially lucky to stay on the field because in the next breath, Shane O'Sullivan takes down TJ Reid and he gets a yellow. So if the game had gone a different way, perhaps it had been a talking point afterwards that Philip Mahoney stayed on the field on a yellow, you know, conceding a penalty so, so quickly afterwards. But again, O'Keefe, you know, outrageous save from TJ Reid first time, but... Valley Hale couldn't be stopped they went at them again and TJ Reid buries it he ends up with 1-8 today uh, 1-1 from play he was down on the pitch afterwards with his wife Neve and his daughter Harper taking a picture the man is Croke Park personified like that second half the way he organised the game ran the game own Cody as well you know big big second half three great scores I think he got three if not four points today it just really worked for the men the only fault I'll have late on we thought Colin Fenley should have put the ball over the bar because it was 116-16 to 16 points. He dropped the ball short. They would have gone four ahead. There was only one play left in it. I'd say his heart was in his mouth thinking, if this drops into the square and Bally going to get a hand on this, I'll rue that chance. They made very few mistakes in the second half, Ballyhill. And after Christmas, we've an exciting All-Ireland final to look forward to.
0: Hale shamrocks
1: versus Dunloy. How do you see this one going, Sarah? I think, you know, my my head says Ballyhale I'd love to see Dunloy put it up to Ballyhale I genuinely think that if Ballygunner had played Dunloy their pace would have just been too much for them I do think Dunloy have been given a little lifeline with Ballyhale because they don't have the same pace that Ballygunner have but if you were asking me to be able to mark Adrian Mullen TJ Reid Owen Cody contend with Richie Reid at center back it's an incredible ask for Dunloy to do this but I'd rather be in a final than not you know I think Thomas's will be incredibly disappointed with their performance today but you can take nothing from Dunloy they were exceptional today they were given one opportunity and they've taken it with both hands
0: and they're frightening their pace is frightening up front especially defensively they were solid as we spoke about so going in as underdogs you know it worked for them today who
1: knows who knows but look uh, I, had, I hadn't I had even mentioned Colin Fenley there they, there is so many areas of Ballyhale's game that is exceptional and you know I I read a Colm Keys piece there literally at the full time whistle where he says they are the best club team of all time so if he's saying that after a semi-final I think underdogs is not just a tag for Dunloy it's an epic tag now for them so they will be under massive massive pressure to make this a contest after Christmas
0: Absolutely, we look forward to that one. Hopefully it's not as cold here in January time. It was Baltic today once again. I'll be in
1: Colombia, I won't give a... (laughs) I wish I was there too. Thanks so much, Sarah. No worries. Thank you.